Hello and welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast, week 19 of the show. If you're wondering why we are late, I'm here to give an explanation, which I will do in a minute. But first, on this week's show, we're, it's a bit late in it really to be going into detail about last week's NXT AEW. So we're going to be talking about the ratings from week 19. Um, but the main topic of the show is going to be the big NXT TakeOver show from Sunday night in Portland, NXT TakeOver Portland. So we'll be going into detail about that show. So yeah, why why are we so late? Usually the show is uploaded on a Saturday. So basically last weekend was my little girl's fourth birthday. We had um, a big party actually that went really well. Um, so that obviously took like a lot of the weekend up, obviously. Um, so I thought with a pay-per-view on Sunday... The pay for you on Sunday. Um, I'll just do a show on Monday. Monday comes, I'm full of a cold. And I mean, you can probably tell in my voice now a bit. You're probably going to hear a lot of sniffing on this show today. But um, yeah, so I was full of a cold Monday. So actually, no, Sunday. I tell a lie. Sunday, if you'd have us on, tw- on me on Twitter, um, Daniel at Neutral Wrestling. Um, so I'm staying up to watch the show Sunday night. I'm knackered from this party before. I'm buzzing for this takeover show. Really, really good card. What happens? I watched the Dakota guy, Dakota Kai Tegan Knox match. I'm waiting for Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor. It's about mm, about what one o'clock in the morning over here. Wake up about five o'clock in the morning. So yeah, fell asleep. Fell asleep during what turned out to be one of the best WWE shows ever in my book. Um, but yeah, so I watched the show Monday night. Came to Tuesday. I was still full cold. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to get some work done, so I'll fit in. And then today, today, so this morning, the time is now UK time, about half ten. So I thought, right, got up early this morning, I watched this week's NXT at about 6am this time, which we'll talk about on next week's show. Um, but yeah, so I'm on the phone to the PNE ticket office, trying to get tickets for Luton versus Preston North End, right? So... We only get a thousand tickets, so I had to get tickets today, otherwise it'd sell out. So I'm sat there at nine o'clock. I thought, right, get these tickets in ten minutes, and then I'll record the show. Takes about forty minutes to get through. Yeah, I finally get through. Get the tickets. Do phone goes down. Absolutely good. So I had to get back in the queue, right? And I thought I'm behind here on my window cleaning. So I do a house a few doors down. So I'm there cleaning this house a few doors down rain flying at me and um yeah so i'm on hold i thought i'm not gonna be able to do the podcast today no chance and then just as i'm i'm in the car headphones in just as i'm pulling up to the roundabout they pick up so i quickly turn around the roundabout parked up got the tickets ordered so now thought i can get a nice little bit of a podcast in today so i'm glad because i hate getting behind obviously it's hard committing to like a weekly podcast that is reviewing two shows that take four hours to watch um, but yeah, anyway, I'm not complaining, so yeah, so that is why the show is a little late, so yeah, basically I'm blaming it on my little girl's birthday party, and the terrible weather, if any listeners, I'm sure, I think I'm quite, looking at the stats, about 40% of our listeners are from the UK, Whew, the weather has been terrible in the UK, we had Storm Chiara, Storm Dennis, it's just been, imagine being a wind cleaner in this, absolute nightmare, and because I work for myself, Taking days off ain't really an option. Nobody pays my holidays. Um, but yeah, so that is my sob story out of the way with. Um, so let's get into NXT TakeOver 
Portland. So, as I've spoken about on previous shows, this card was looking very, very tasty. A great card. And um, we had like Keith Lee, Dijakovic, Cole Champer, Gargano Balor, all absolutely beautiful matches on paper. But the show starts off with the Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic match for the NXT North American Championship. And these, if you've not seen the matches, they had a match in Evolve, I want to say. I'm sure they had a match in Evolve on them. Um, it was like a WrestleMania weekend three, four years ago. That was a very good match. They had the um, critically acclaimed, shall we say, PWG match um, that our good friend Dave Meltzer gave five stars to. So that is the match that people seem to know. That was an incredible match. If you've not seen it, go and check that match out. PWG, I think it might have been Bowler 2017, I want to say. 2018, 2017. Uh, I think it was 28. Ah, I don't know. Anyway, it was at Bowler a few years ago. So, yeah, check that match out. And obviously, Keith Lee and Dijakovic have had um, matches on NXT television, but they didn't quite. Do you know what I mean? They didn't quite give everything away in these matches. So, here I was thinking, TakeOver, they're going to go absolutely all out for this match. And that is exactly what they did. What an incredible match this was. I mean, the one criticism you could say that I've heard is, oh, there wasn't the transitions, but this was a Keith Lee-Dijakovic match, or Dijak match. All we wanted to see is a crazy 15 minutes, two big men doing crazy spots. Now, you could have had, probably would have been a little better with some of the transitions added in, big more, a few more big man moves, whatever you want to say, um, but they just delivered an incredible match. And for me... Um, spoiler alert, well, not a spoiler now with how late this podcast is, but Keith Lee um, picks up the win over Dijakovic in, I want to say, just short of 20 minutes maybe, just around 20 minute mark, but it was a real, honestly I was that tired after my little girl's party watching this Sunday night, I really should have been half asleep, but it was just, the crowd were excellent for this match, um, but yeah. Great match, and Keith Lee is still your NXT North American Championship. So going on to the big show in Tampa that we will be attending at WrestleMania weekend, who is Keith Lee's opponent going to be? That's what one of the big questions going to be. Um, looking like it could be Dijakovic in a rematch, which wouldn't be the worst idea. I'm not really sure there's anyone else that really stands out. I mean, you've got Roderick Strong and Velveteen. They look to be busy. Um, obviously, Gargano and Champa. They look to be busy with themselves. So, really, to me, just give us this rematch. Have them. Do you know what I mean? They stole headlines at WrestleMania weekend years ago. Let them do it again. Let them go out in front of that rabid WrestleMania crowd. Do you know what I mean? And then we'll see exactly what they can do on that big stage. Maybe they'll be able to top this match. I think they will struggle to top this match, but who knows? Um, so yeah, after that we had Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox, and this match was better than a lot of people would have expected it to be. Um, people who don't know Tegan Knox, Nixon Neal, she was a very good worker um, on the UK scene, so she does have a good match in her. Dakota Kai, we've not maybe seen as much of, oh, this cold is old, hard to bear. Not seen as much as maybe of Dakota Kai as you'd want to see, but she she really held up her end of the bargain in this. It was just like a really strong brawl, really good match. But, do you know what I mean? This is it begs the question: Why did they give away that match on TV a few weeks before? I mean, didn't need to do it. If this had been the first match, the atmosphere for the match would have been even better than it was. Um, but basically. Um, 
Knox was basically set to win, but Raquel Rachel Gonzalez, um, who she knocked uh, Tegan Knox through the table, and that then permitted the Kotokai to climb on top, climb on top, and she got the three count. So, yeah, the Kotokai takes the win with the help of Rachel Gonzalez. So yeah, this was another good match. Probably, for me, it was possibly the weakest match on the show, and it was still really good. So that just shows the level of greatness that was this show. Next, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. A dream match we were built this up as. It was the guy who was, what, possibly the top guy in NXT, what, 2015, 2016, against the guy, the top guy in NXT, 2017, 2018, and 2019. So... In that sense, it was a big match for me. <sighs> I don't want people to like be like, oh, what's this guy talking about? For me, I've said this many a time. I believe that Finn Balor is very good, but he doesn't he doesn't give you the level of matches that a Johnny Gargano gives you. Nowhere near you name me the great the, the last great Finn Balor match. You know what I mean? A few people say, oh, the Brock Lesnar match. And the AJ Styles match, for me, that AJ Styles match was overrated as hell. It was about 3.75 to 4 stars. Really good, but it wasn't like this great match. It wouldn't wouldn't be in your top 30 matches of the year if you watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. It wouldn't even be... If that match was in the G1, that AJ Styles Finn Balor match would not even be spoke about come the end of the G1. But, there you go. It was still a good match by WWE standards, but... And the Brock Lesnar match was fine. I feel like Finn Balor is like, he has good matches, but without being great. And for me, this was probably, probably one of Finn Balor's best matches in WWE, if not his best. I mean, I loved the action at the start of the match. It wasn't really too keen on um, the ending of the match, shall we say. It was a bit, I don't know, like, so they're going back and forth for like 20 minutes. And then just at the end, it was just like, don't know, like, it was just a bit slow when, like, Balor put him through the table, rolls him in the ring, hits the coup de grace, hits the 1970, nearly got it confused with the movie then, so, it was a bit, like, anticlimactical at the time, as we've said on this podcast before, I said this would happen, Johnny Gargano would turn heel and would face Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver Tampa, they didn't get to do this match last year in New York. It was the planned match to main event the show. And Triple H is a guy, you can just, just know he's the sort of guy who's going to want to do the Gargano Champa match. It definitely is his favourite match. And he was always, for me, he was always going to do it. So as soon as I found out that Champa Cole would be taking place at Portland and not on WrestleMania weekend, there was clearly a reason for that. And that reason was the root for WrestleMania weekend was going to be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. So it was no surprise to me, really, when Gargano... When Gargano lost this match, I thought, right, that's it, he's turning. He's going to snap. He's definitely going to snap and turn heel on Tommaso Ciampa at some point. How they did it maybe isn't the way that I would have done it. But so it gets a clean victory for Finn Balor. So Finn Balor has beat Matt Riddle clean, beat Johnny Gargano clean, I'm sure there's others that he's beat clean, so really you'd think he might be next in line to face Adam Cole, maybe at TakeOver Tampa, for what I'd do, Balor gets cheered anyway, don't he, just maybe, just turn him back face, you can still have him with this like extra attitude, or maybe turn him back face and have him face Adam Cole at TakeOver Tampa, Gargano versus Champa, have Adam Cole versus Finn Balor, and have um, 
Keith Lee versus Dijakovic. They're your three big matches for TakeOver Tampa. Job done. That's a great card. You can obviously have a Bruiser Brawlerweights match in there. So, yeah. But, yeah, as for the match, really good match. I think I went 3.75 on this match. Really good stuff. Wasn't like... It's probably the best match you're going to get out of Finn Balor in this day and age, but it definitely wasn't the best match you could have got out of Johnny Gargano. But anyway, next we had Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. All the talk going into this match was about how, why did they blow the load with letting everyone know that Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley was basically the direction for WrestleMania. I mean, think, so I'll just talk to you what happened in the match. Basically, Rhea Ripley got the win with the Riptide from the top rope. It was a bit of an anticlimactical finish because this match for me was on its way to being one of the best WWE women's matches ever. I thought the action was brilliant in the match. They're both over, both delivering great action. But Ripley wins, I say, a bit anticlimactical, a little bit like the Finn Balor win. But when Charlotte comes out and attacks Rhea Ripley, think how impactful that would have been if we didn't already know that Charlotte was going to be facing Rhea Ripley. So what they should have done was maybe keep this off and have it so that Charlotte would come out after the match and that would be the first we knew of this Rhea Ripley-Charlotte match, except obviously the rumours online, which we tweeted about the other week. But... Because they were desperate for ratings against AEW, so as much as Vince McMahon tells you, we don't change things because of the other company, they clearly do. If AEW did not exist, if AEW didn't exist, I'm telling you right now, there is not a chance we would have seen any Charlotte and Rhea Ripley interaction on NXT or Charlotte Bianca Belair interaction on NXT prior to this. But because they wanted those ratings of Charlotte going to NXT, they'd spunked their load early. So... Big mistake for me, because they didn't even win that week in the ratings. I think, what was it? Was it week 18, week 70? I think it was week 18. They didn't even win the ratings. They did gain a few more viewers, but they still lost the ratings. So it was a big mistake to make for me. But, hey, there's your match for WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. What is the question? Is the men's title going to be defended at WrestleMania? It doesn't look like it. Is, who knows? Is the, Does this mean we don't get um, a women's match? Do we not get a women's match now at TakeOver? If not, they're going to have to keep this Dakota Kai um, versus Tegan Knox feud going by the looks of it. I think, spoiler alert, they're actually having a cage match next week on NXT. Two weeks, actually, at the time of listening. But then next, next, we get this match. Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, the Broseweights versus the Undisputed Era in what was... Uh, one of my favourite tag matches possibly ever. Oh, it was just amazing. From five minutes in, they just went crazy for the next, what, 12 to 13 minutes. The action was incredible. I think I went four and a half stars on this. Just a brilliant match. Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne are a great tag team. But as is the theme on this podcast, Matt Riddle is incredible. He should be the top guy in the company, Vince. He is that good. Just all they need to do is just watch 10 minutes of this match. Just watch Matt Riddle's performance. The crowd are going crazy. Even Randy Orton. Randy Orton tweeted out to Matt Riddle. Didn't get it at first. Hated you. But now I totally get it. Even Randy Orton is admitting. Randy Orton is admitting that he was wrong. And that Matt Riddle is great. So Vince. It's time my friend. It's time. Get this guy as your top guy. He might not be the next John Cena, but he'll give a pretty good go of it. 
he's just he's too charismatic not to be a star. He should be facing Goldberg or Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? As much as I like Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle is twice the wrestler and has twice the charisma that Drew McIntyre has. But hey, let's not get away from the match. Unbelievable match. One of the ma- This will be probably in the top five WWE matches come the end of the year. Um, so now after this, it was time for your main event. And it was Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa. This match is... A lot of controversy about this match. A lot of people are saying it was too much. I think at times it was. Um, They went about 30 minutes, right? It was a really, really good match. But it was too much, yeah, what they did. But it was still exciting. I was still sat there on the edge of my seat wondering what was going to happen. So really, are you just being a bit too nitpicky by saying, yeah, the Panama Sunrise to the outside was a bit where Champa just got straight back up. I didn't like that bit. Didn't need to do that. But as for everything else, the kicking out, yeah, he's kicking out of everything. But at the end of the day, this is your world title main event on a, a huge standalone troll for NXT. So if you're going to do it, you're going to do it now, aren't you? Um, so for me, I didn't mind it as much as a lot of other people did. As long as you're not doing this sort of stuff on a TV main event at the middle of the show match, you're doing it for your world title, a match that has been built up for, since October really, the Champer Adam Cole match has been being built up. So I didn't really have too much of a problem with it. The only thing was the Panama Sunrise to the outside, I didn't really like. But he had an undisputed flying back. It was just, I was speaking to my friend and I said it was like, a great attitude here main event. You had people flying about everywhere, ref bumps, and I'm not normally a fan of ref bumps, but for this, I thought it worked. We had the Gargano turn. We had the Gargano, got, sorry, my cat is messing about again, but we had the Gargano turn, who nailed Champa with the belt, and Adam Cole gets the pin, one, two, three. Adam Cole barely escapes with his title, and we move forward to Champa versus Johnny Gargano. So, yeah, um... I'm looking forward to that very much. But I really enjoyed the match. I think I went four and a quarter stars on this. Um, but it was just great. What I would have liked to see... What I would have liked to see is perhaps... Maybe you'd have... But obviously they didn't want the belt on Champ. If it was me booking it, I'd have had it for the title. They had a match, Champ and Gargano, non-title, main event, the takeover at New Orleans two years ago. And I was sat there thinking this this match felt like it needed the title. It would have been better and bigger with the title because it's this match Champa Gargano is going to completely overshadow whatever the NXT title match is going to be um, in Tampa. It did that night. That night it was Andrade Cien Almas against Alistair Black, and that completely Gargano Champa completely overshadowed that match. So if it's going to happen, just do it for the belt. But they didn't do it. So if it was me, fantasy booking, you'd have Champa beat Adam Cole. He's up the ramp with the belt. They put the little thing in the end credits thing, whatever, in the corner. We're about to go off air. Gargano attacks Champa from behind, just like what happened at NXT Chicago, I want to say. Back in, what? What was that now? May 2017, was it? Yeah, I think it was. So, yeah, they could have gone that route, but for whatever reason, they chose not to. Never get cats. If you're a podcaster, don't get cats, because these cats, I don't even know what they're doing. They're chasing around a ball, and it is very distracting. But, hey, what a messed up podcast this been. I've given you a sob story about my little girl's birthday and why we're late to start the show. Now I've got cats roaming around everywhere. Going to have to sort it out, aren't I? But anyway, I can't even do anything. They've got cat flaps on the on the front door, so they'd have to come in. 
Right, do you know what? I'm going to pause this and they've got a ball playing with a ball. Be right back. Live podcasting. Right, they've been told off. Hopefully they behave themselves now. So yeah, talking about Adam Cole, Champa, it was a great match. It was a great match. Adam Cole retains. Gargano versus um, Champa is the direction going forward. So yeah, it ended. It was a memory. It was Gargano turn on Champa was a memorable ending to a memorable show. We had... Oh, we, when you look back at this card, we had a great Adam Cole Champa match. We had an incredible Undisputed Era versus Brawlsaweights match. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca was good. Um, Gargano versus Balor was very good. Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox was good. And we had an incredible opener, Keith Lee versus Dijakovic. So you've had. I, I think it is probably the second or third best takeover ever. Didn't have any of the best takeover matches. Nothing really is on the level of Almas against Gargano. But not far off, so yeah, the future is looking bright for NXT after this show, and I can't wait to attend NXT TakeOver Tampa. So that was TakeOver Portland. Um, I'm going to be completely open with you, it was pretty hard squeezing this podcast in, I just wanted to get a week 19 thing done. So um, let's just quickly talk about week 19 of the ratings, Um, and the ratings for this week was again a victory for AE. W AW and week 19 got 817,000 viewers, NXT 757,000 viewers. So it was a victory um, for AEW of 60,000 viewers. So only a citizen, they're closing the gap, NXT. But obviously, on next week's show, um, it was the it's the fallout from NXT in Portland, and we've got the fallout um, from AEW. Um, the fallout, sorry, they, they had a really good card this week coming up, I think they've got, what have they got, Omega and Hangman Page versus the Lucha Brothers, we've got the Steel Cage match versus Cody and Warlow, we've got Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley, so three really big matches taking place on AEW, will they gain a lot of viewers for that, and NXT, you've got all the fallout from Portland, NXT are red hot coming off that Portland show, so I'm expecting a lot of viewers for next week, it's just who will they go for? For me, I think AEW might just win it. But you never know, NXT might have the momentum from um, TakeOver Portland. So, yeah, that was week 19's ratings. The shows, just quickly, the shows. NXT, I didn't really think NXT was all that special last week. Um, it wasn't. It just, I, don't know, I just felt like not a lot was going on. They were sort of like just in cruise control heading towards Portland. But they redeemed themselves with that great Portland show. AEW, um, a lot of people liked AEW last week. We had a great interview with Santana talking about his dad, um, unfortunately passing away and being blinded. Um, we had MJF versus Jungle Boy. They had um, a good match, but yeah, it was. I don't know. It was a good show. It was a good show. It wasn't anything like incredible or anything, but we had Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus SCU opened the show. Um, that was a really good match. Um, we had the JR interview, which was good. We had Dustin versus Sammy Guevara, which was pretty good match. Do you know what I mean? Pretty good match. Um, Nyla Rose took the belt off Rio for the women's title, which was a really good match. Those two have had two really good matches. Now, if you remember the first ever AEW show, um, the first ever Dynamite, sorry, those two had a great match on that. Um, one thing I will say, it was weird how they just... It was a backstage interview and Chris Jericho suddenly announces that Jeff Cobb 
is going to take on John Moxley next week. And I thought, why didn't they just save that till the end of the show? Jeff Cobb came out anyway during the Inner Circle beatdown. He came out anyway, so why not just have him come out as a big surprise and get a huge pop? Instead, they just randomly announced it backstage. But I thought that was... It was strange that they just did that, announced it backstage, where they could have had the big surprise. But for whatever reason, they didn't... Maybe they, I thought maybe they didn't know who... We'd know who Jeff Cobb was without that little video package. But I'm sure a lot of the AEW fans know who Jeff Cobb is. But yeah, the show goes off air with basically Jeff Cobb beating down John Moxley with the help of the Inner Circle. I think he hits the tour of the islands as the show goes off air. And we've got... I'm really excited to watch Dynamite today, actually. Because I'm late recording Dynamite and I will be watching when I get back from work today. So the winner, as I say, not, not much to talk about from last week's two shows. Purely because we were late, so I apologise for that. But we've got the ratings out there. A quick summary of the shows. The winner of the week from last week was by default AEW. Because I really was not a fan of that NXT show. So AEW get the winner of the week mantle. So yeah, that's it. Um, as I say, I'm really sorry about the delay of the show i'm really sorry that it's probably not been the best or the longest show um i just really need to squeeze in this recording get my thoughts out and take over portland but we will be back on saturday as ever with a much more detailed and organized show so yeah i'd say no notes for this show i've just literally spat everything out um so hopefully it wasn't too bad um, but yeah, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, just search Neutral Wrestling. We are also on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Neutral Wrestling, also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So yeah, check out Saturday, we'll be back Saturday, I promise the show will have a lot more detail than this week's shows. we'll be going in depth talking about NXT, AW and all the big stories going on in week 20 of WWE versus A. E-W. Thanks for listening. Back to normal next week.